0: Hello and welcome to Escape from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: You are trapped in the native quarter of Mozambique. Two dead men at your feet, the police closing in on you. And beside you, a sultry girl who offers you escape.
0: Escape. Produced by William N. Robeson and carefully contrived to free you from the four walls of today for a half hour of high adventure.
1: Today we escape to Portuguese East Africa, to the fetid alleys and dangerous rooftops of Mozambique, in the highly incredible yet somehow thoroughly plausible adventure by Percival Gibbet entitled, The Second Class Passenger.
2: That's me, Ronald A. Dawson, Second Class Passenger. Oh, I could have afforded first class by pinching a little here and there. But nobody back at Ralston's department store in Cedar Rapids will ever know. The important thing is they'll say, Ronald Dawson in drapery is taking a cruise around the world. And then there's really very little difference in the accommodations. And the second class passengers are every bit as interesting as the first class crowd. Take Miss Patterson, for instance. You'd look far to find a more charming, likable, altogether... Desirable young lady, just the life of the party. <laughs> We've gotten to be quite good friends by the time our cruise put in at Mozambique. Although the competition was always stiff, I can tell you. There were times I wish those other two, Jones and Twitchell, had missed the boat somewhere along the line.
1: Well, we've still a good couple of hours before we sail. Uh, how about a ride in one of
0: these native carriages, Miss Patterson?
3: Oh, dear, do you think they'd be clean?
0: Personally, I doubt it.
3: Although I don't know as I should care too much now. That woozo made me so woozy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff, woozo. It would take a Greek to think up a drink like that.
3: Or to drink it. (laughs) (laughs) senor.
1: American gentlemen like to buy trinkets? Uh, no, no. Very interesting trinkets. Take a look. Oh. Uh, no. Go away. You know, we might do the fort, though. The guidebook says it's a main point of interest. Let's see here. It says, uh, built by the Portuguese in 1600. Oh, dear um, me.
3: Never mind the statistics. I dare say the fort would be as dreary as the rest of the place. Oh, yes.
1: Mozambique's not at all like what you'd imagine Mozambique uh, to be like.
3: No, uh, That's no. a
1: one-horse town, all right. Main street and a couple of alleys. Oh,
3: yes, and it's so dirty. You know, you'd think that they'd do something about it in this day and age. No. Uh, What's it like for uh, the well, to buy fine knives? No. Again. Feel point. It's Look, like all fine oh, work. Jeff. Him belong big time and knife. Knife. I oh, said I no. Maybe someday one need fine, (laughs) sharp knife.
2: No, now, 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 get
3: out.
1: (laughs) What did I need a knife for? To protect yourself from the savage natives, old man. Oh, dear me.
3: All you'd have to do is call a policeman. There, he isn't doing anything else, you see. Look at him out in the center of the street directing traffic like he was at the corner of State and Madison. And
0: the traffic consists of two donkeys and an ox car. Yeah.
1: Oh, it will be a relief to get back on board ship and have a nice hot bath. Yes, and some real American food instead of that greasy fried octopus we had for lunch at that Greek
3: place. Oh, weren't they awful.
0: Well, it's part of the broadening experience of travel.
3: Yes, I suppose so. Like, like that cute idol that I bought. I can't wait to show that to the girls at the bank. <laughs> They'll uh, Mr. Dawson. Yes, Miss Patterson? Uh, where where is my idol? Why,
2: I I I thought Jones had it, or or Twitchell. Oh, oh, not me, old man. No, you
1: (laughs) insisted on carrying it for Miss Patterson, don't you remember? Oh, dear, I... I must have left it back at
2: the Greek restaurant. I'm so sorry.
3: Oh, I did so want that idol. Don't you think you could go back for it, Mr. Dawson?
2: Well, yes, of course. But uh, I, I
1: wonder if I'll have time before the boat sails.
3: Oh, I'm sure you will if you hurry. Certainly,
1: old man. You got more than an hour yet. you yeah. Certain? Oh, yes, the steward told me. Then I'll go
2: at once.
3: Oh, that's very kind of you, Mr. Dawson. Now, mind you, don't miss the boat. I'll try not to. (laughs) Why,
2: chances are I'll catch up with you before you've reached the landing stage. We'll
3: wait for you till the very last minute. Oh, I could
2: have throttled that super-silly as Jones, insisting I had time. I knew there was time, but I had no desire to run off after a heavy bronze curio and leave Jones and Twitchell alone with Miss Patterson. She was too nice a person, and they were such dreadful bores Yes, and I suspected them of being phonies, too. But there was no helping it now, so I made my way back up the main street toward Lazarus Restaurant, where we'd had our indigestible Greek lunch. Somehow, this main street of Mozambique looked different now in the quick African twilight. The little saloons and sidewalks were filling with men of every nationality and color. Many of them wore... Knives thrust through the belts of their thin white suits. Knives that looked as sharp as the glances that they threw at me. I must confess, I felt a little strange and unwanted. Then, lounging toward me in the crowd, I saw a large woman... ...clad in sort of burnous, but her brown face unveiled. She had very wide lips, and they were painted scarlet. And from the corner of her mouth, she dangled a cigarette. Her eyes were heavily mascaraed, and when she looked at me slowly... Terror seized me. I was afraid she would speak to me. I didn't know what I should do or say. But she didn't. Instead, (laughs) she laughed. And the way the lawyers responded, I was convinced that they were laughing with her at me. I must say I was relieved to reach the entrance of Lazarus' restaurant. Good evening, sir. A little dinner for the gentlemen? Uh, No, 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 thank you. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I, I just lunched here today. Very good. Excellent meal. Thank you, sir. Um, I uh, I, I left a curio here, probably under the table. Uh, Have you found it? A curio? Uh, Yes. uh, Some sort of a brass god. It it was wrapped in newspaper.
1: Oh, yes, yes. We got him right here for
2: you. Oh, that's good. That's fine. I'm in (laughs) a hurry to get back to the boat. Yes, you better hurry. Pretty soon she rained. Rain? Why, there's not a cloud in the sky. You see, every night she rain in Mozambique. Well, you ought to know, but I, I still doubt it. Uh, here, uh, buy yourself a cigar. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You hurry quick before she rains. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm not made of sugar, you know. <laughs> in just the few moments I had been inside the restaurant, night had fallen. That sudden nightfall of the tropics. I looked overhead and clearly saw the stars. Thinking what a bad weather forecaster the Greek was, I tucked Miss Patterson's silly bronze idol under my arm and started off for the waterfront. I hadn't gone 200 yards when a large, warm drop of rain splattered on the back of my neck, then two more on my hat. And before I could take cover under an arch, it was, well, it was raining like Iowa in April. It didn't look like it would let up soon, and I wondered if there might not be a shorter way to the waterfront than the long walk down the main street and then the long way to the left along the docks. Surely one of these alleys that turned off to the left would lead me directly to the harbor and the landing stage. So I left the protection of the archway and turned into the alley at my left. Four steps from the main street and I was engulfed in darkness, wading through filth and mud over my ankles But I was certain that I was on the right track, so I walked on and ran straight into a blank wall. I turned to retrace my steps, but I could see no lights anywhere. I felt along the wall until it gave into another alley, followed it to another blank wall, and thence into another one. And now I knew I was lost. And now it began to rain in earnest. It roared, it pelted, it stamped, it whipped, it stung, it thrashed. In a moment, I was drenched to the skin. If it was dark before, it was now black as a tomb. I struggled onward because it was too terrible to stand still and be beaten to the earth by the sheer weight of the rain. I don't know how far I walked through those foul and vetted passageways, nor for how long. But at last, feeling my way around a corner, I saw a slit of light a horizontal flicker beckoning beneath the door. And I heard voices. I lifted the bronze idol and rapped on the door with it, and the voices stopped. What do you want? Uh, I've I've lost my way. I'm I'm wet through, and I don't know where I am. Uh, Please, let me in. (laughs) Please, let
1: me in. Of course you may come in. You aren't exactly who we expected, but... Come in. Come in.
2: (laughs) I walked into a room that was unfurnished, save for a littered table and some chairs, and a gaudy picture of the virgin that hung on the wall. On each side of it was a sconce, in which a slovenly candle guttered. A woman was perched on a corner of the table, a heavy shawl over her head. Under it, the dark face, propped in the fork of her hand, glowed sullenly, And her bare white arm was like a menacing thing. In a chair near her, a grossly fat man was huddled, scowling heavily under thick, fair brows, while the other man, he who had opened the door, stood smiling. The woman laughed softly and pointed to the image dangling in my hand. What is that? I beg your pardon?
4: That parcel you are carrying.
2: Mm, parcel? Oh, <laughs> it's a curio, an idol of some sort. A, a friend of mine left it at a restaurant <laughs>
1: this afternoon. And you? You are a tourist from the cruise boat?
3: Uh,
2: yes, yes, that's right. How did you know?
1: What are you doing here so late and so wet? The boat sail soon. Uh,
2: I know. I, I was trying to take a shortcut to the landing stage. I got lost somehow. I came ashore with some friends from the second class... I left them to come back and fetch this idol, and, uh, <laughs> well, here I am.
1: Give the young man the chair,
2: Egon. Oh, thank you, but I must go on as soon as the rain stops. If you can it direct me to... It will not stop
1: for a while yet. You may as well wait right here. Yes. We may be able to provide some entertainment for our second-class tourist As soon as your friends arrive, my dear.
4: Friends? The police are not my friends.
1: You led them to us.
4: Would you walk about with your knives forever? While I take all the risk?
1: Risk, sir.
4: Seven months you have done what you will, Untouched. I bought you freedom for seven months with smiles and lies. Now you take your turn. One uses a knife... One goes to prison, one month, three months, six months, who knows?
1: You could have talked with the prefect of police again?
4: Again and again. And for what? Life is not spending money. One pays for living, my friend. With work. Sometimes with jail. I have paid. Now it is your turn.
1: You could have helped us once more. Only once more and we could have been out of the sewer. And down the coast of Lorenzo Marx, or Cape Town. Why didn't you? Why didn't you help us once more? Yes, why?
4: Always you say, once more. Once more. Now there is no more.
1: You are a sheep, bigger and a bunch, daughter. I, huh? I beg your pardon,
2: sir. What? That's no way to speak to a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I, I don't like to hear such language used to a lady. I, I must ask you to apologize.
1: What have you got to do with this? You just came in out of the rain from the second class.
4: Please, please, don't fight with him. There's trouble enough already.
1: But what right has he got to come in here
4: Yesterday you stabbed the Egyptian. What of it? Don't stab this one. You want the police to find you here with a corpse?
1: A corpse? Well, it doesn't matter how the police find us. We wait for them because we have no choice. You put them on us. We should do away with you.
4: Why do you lie? Even to yourself. Why must you hide your own blame behind my skirts? Great mother of heaven, you are neither man nor beast. You are just.
1: Don't go on. Don't you dare say it.
4: Dare? You are just a ladron.
1: No one says that to me and lives. He, he's got a knife?
4: Ladron! Ladron! I'll tell no, you what I'll do.
1: I'll see. You stand it.
2: back or I'll brain you with this idol.
1: You'll do what you think. I carry only a knife.
2: Pig! Dog! I
4: waited for this. You forgot. I carry a knife.
2: Oh. Oh. Look what I did to him with, with this bronze idol. Horrible.
4: Horrible. He makes a good weapon, you riddle. It was a grand blow. The king's blow. Oh, you cannot help him now.
2: I, I killed a man with this little curio. And you have killed another with your knife. Two men murdered. I must get back to the ship. You must come with me.
4: (laughs) To the ship? Oh, la la. You think I'd be welcome in the second class?
2: Well, I I don't know. We...
4: We must get out of here. The police will be here any minute.
2: The police?
4: Yes. Come. It is not raining so hard now.
1: Quiet. The police. Police. They
4: have come for these two. They will be on both sides of us. Here, hold my hand. Yes. Stand perfect. I will tell you when it's safe to move. Now. They are all around us so they won't hear us. Come, now. Where are we going? We are escaping. But if you know from what we are escaping, you would not care where. Hurry. Hang on to my hand and hurry. Hurry. They have found the bodies. Now they are after us. What will we do? There is a door nearby. We must find it. Feel along the wall here. Hader. Hader. It must be here. Yes, yes, here it is. Push. Push it in.
2: Oh, Budge, it's bolted from inside. You must push it
4: in. It's the only way.
2: Here, hold this idle for me. I have it. Now.
4: Uh, not yet. Hit it again.
2: Uh, it's giving.
4: Once more. Good. My friend, my great strong friend. Up the stairs now, quickly.
2: Where are we going now?
4: To the roof. Wait The rain has stopped.
2: Yes. The stars are coming out.
4: There is your ship out in the harbor.
2: I must get to it.
4: Listen. You hear them? The police again. We are not safe yet. Over the wall to the next roof. Hurry. Now, over to the next parapet. Go.
2: Are you all right? Come up quietly. Uh, What's that down there? A tent? Yes.
4: People are asleep. You must walk like a rat. Who are they? Who knows? If they see us, they will think you have come to rob them.
2: Oh, but we could say... There would
4: be nothing to say. Shh crawling out of the tent. A man?
2: With a sheet wrapped around him? He's coming this way.
4: Yes. Why,
2: why hasn't he seen us?
4: His eyes are clouded with sleep, perhaps.
2: If he sees us?
4: It will be too late. Then he won't. <laughs>
2: Took the fight out of
4: him. Take my little knife here. Just a prick and he's quite safe. Oh
2: no, he's still enough now. He won't harm us. I, I um, uh, I really
4: did him in. Didn't I? It was splendid. With only the bare hands to take an armed man. Armed. I didn't
2: know he was armed.
4: Of course. Of that, you may always be sure. Look there in his belt, a dagger. Ah, oh, you are truly magnificent, my friend. You are a man.
2: You are a woman. Then? A wonderful woman
4: <sighs> oh. I was wondering when you would kiss me. When you took offensive with the Russian, said to me, I knew you would. But I wonder how soon.
2: Yes. Yes, I I suppose I knew too. In a way. At least I thought I'm how much I'd like but I wouldn't have had the courage before all this, I suppose.
4: Courage you courage is of the lion. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I wonder if we're far from
2: the landing stage now. I mustn't miss my boat, you know.
4: <laughs> you want to go back to the second class?
2: Well, naturally, that's what I was trying to do when I knocked on your door. Goodness, I miss my dinner as it is.
4: Miss <laughs> your dinner? Yeah, that is so. But haven't you gained something else? What? Me? Look. Look at me. Is it nothing, friend, that you have saved me for yourself? Ah, I... oh, you conquer men as though you were bred on the roofs of Mozambique You fight like a hero A rush, a blow, a tumble You have them lying at your feet Are you not glad, friend That it was all for this? For me Ah oh, kiss me
2: I'd fight, I, 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 I'd I, fight for you, as long as there was anyone to fight.
4: You would. I know you would.
2: You lead on. Where? Wherever you will. Come. Of course, I don't expect you to believe this. Looking back, I'm still unsure it really happened to me. It's as though I dreamed it. Well, I, I don't know how many roofs we crossed after that. A dozen, perhaps. Maybe 20. It was mad, I know, but I must have surrendered completely to the wild spirit of the African coast. I didn't seem to see the great ship lying out in the harbor, her lights blinking with the comforts of civilization in the second class. All my senses were focused on this slim, breathtaking figure leading me across the rooftops to a shadowy destination in which only one thing was certain. She would be there. I suppose in that moment, armed only with the bloody bronze idol, I was invincible. At last she led me down a creaking wooden stair that hung precariously on the sheer side of a house. And once more we were in the mud of a gloomy alley. Hand in hand, we made our way down the alley and out into a little square, where a night breeze rustled in the palms and smelled of the sea. And across the way, a dim light showed through a big open door.
4: The little church of San Sebastian.
1: Oh. The police. After all this, não tenta escapar.
4: Okay, é que comigo.
1: Eu me
4: acompanhe agora. Vamos, vamos, capitão.
1: Devia haver
4: maneira de resolver isto.
1: Você está pressa. What's the matter with him? What's he want?
4: He says he won't let me go. <laughs>
2: The devil he won't. What's he want you for?
4: Oh, my friend. These little policemen, they always arrest me when they get a chance.
1: It is tiresome. But Listen, copper. Scram, see? Uh, Take it on the lamb. Take a powder. I said scram. Run!
4: Run before he can get to his feet. No, not that way. Into the church to sanctuary. My magnificent one. You fear no one. You fight for me so long as there is anyone to fight. Yes. Now there will always be someone to fight. They will never leave us alone.
2: Will they follow us in here?
4: These police may do anything but I know one door they will not dare follow us through. What is that? Come this way. Here. This door. First I must wrap my skirts close. Now come cleanly through the middle. Don't please don't rub the walls as you can. There, We are safe for a while. They will not follow us through that door. Why not? It was the door of the lepers.
2: The door of the... Oh,
4: it's all right. We did not touch the portals. See, down the alley. The lights of the waterfront.
2: Uh, Yes. Where do we go now?
4: We have a little time now to breathe the clean air of the harbor. And then, I know a little place where... (laughs) Someone is coming. Stay back in the shadow until they have passed. I've
3: never seen such a rainstorm. Listen. What is
1: it? I wonder what's happened to good old Dawson. Oh, he's drenched, no doubt. I do hope
3: he's found my idol. The idol? I must return
2: the idol.
4: No. Don't. My friend, this is the greatest danger of all. Goodbye. Don't go. Magnificent one. Don't go.
2: I must. Goodbye. Uh, Hello there. Uh, Yes,
3: Mr. Dawson. I
2: got here before you, it appears.
3: Yes, did you find the idol?
2: Yes, but for a moment there, I was afraid I should miss the boat. Uh, I say, old man, you're a bit disheveled. Yes, I got caught in the rain. And
3: my idol. Oh, dear, Mr. Dawson, you've got it all dirty.
2: Yes, it is a bit must. I dropped it once or twice, I fear. Well, that was clumsy of you, Dawson.
3: Oh, well, it's nothing that a little soap and water won't put to rights, I dare say. Well, come on, we'd better hurry along. I'd hate to have to spend any more time in this dreadful place. And so should I. There, there, there's the whistle. That's the last warning, no doubt. Come on, come on, everybody. Yes, coming.
1: Dawson, don't stand there mooning. We'll miss the boat. Uh, Yes,
2: yes, in just a moment. Oh, say, there's someone standing there in the shadow of the alley. I'm not sure. I, I thought for a moment. It's funny, I could have sworn I saw you wave goodbye to someone. Perhaps I did. To Mozambique, to adventure,
0: and romance. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's very good. Adventure,
2: romance, and this pest hole? (laughs) <laughs> Twitchell, what would you say if I told you I had just killed a man, fled over the rooftops of the city, made love to a beautiful woman, fought the police, escaped through the gate? <laughs> oh, escape.
0: great, Evans Dawson, I'd say you had the wildest imagination I'd ever heard of. Nothing like that ever happens to a second-class passenger.
2: No. No, I suppose you're right. Nothing like that ever happens to a second-class passenger. Except in dreams. Come on, Twitchell, we'll miss the boat.
0: Escape. Produced by William N. Robeson and directed by Norman MacDonald... has brought you The Second Class Passenger by Percival Gibbon... Adapted for radio by Mr. Robeson with Harry Bartell as Dawson, Jeanette Nolan as the woman, and Kathy Lewis as Miss Patterson. Original music conceived by Cy Feuer with Eddie Dunstetter at the organ. Next week... You are isolated
1: on a remote plantation in the crawling Amazon jungle, and an immense army of ravenous ants is closing in on you swarming in to eat you alive. A deadly black army from which there is no escape.
0: Next week, we escape with Carl Stephenson's terrifying story, Leiningen versus the Ants. Goodbye, then, until next week at this same time, when again we offer you Escape.